So, aye. Where the fuck do we start? Aye. This shit. I know. <laughs> uh, no, I think, first of all, like, he's, uh, I don't think the reaction to Rogers leaving Celtic's been over the top, man. I think he's a fucking rat. Aye, it's been, it's been a bit of a whirlwind the last 24 hours. Obviously, we, we know we've said in previous episodes we're not going to be huge on football, but I think what happened yesterday was a, a legitimately big story in, in the, the context of Scottish football, which we're obviously fancy. Um, I, I mean, I went to bed the night before hearing rumours and seeing bookies slashing odds and like slept like a baby. was 100% certain that it was mm. bullshit. There's absolutely no way like our Brendan Rodgers is off to Leicester like catch a fucking grip. It's people manipulating odds on, online, people putting money down, etc, etc. You text me the next morning and I literally was pure, what the fuck? Mm. So, aye, it's blindsided a lot is, I think. Shocking, I think is the word. Um, I think before we get into anything else, like, I think um, what the guy did at the club is not, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, remarkable. Oh, aye. Like, I mean, seven trophies out of seven and if uh, and I think this has been said enough, but if he had awaited until the summer, he would have probably got a fucking guard of honour in Celtic way. Yeah. He could have just been like, look, I've gave you three years. Um, I'm wanting more. I'm wanting to get back to the Premier League. Yep. Um, but I mean, listening to the soup takers yesterday, first one, Charlie Nicholas, he's like, he wants to get back to uh, challenging in the Premier League. So why has he got to Leicester <laughs> City, Charlie, you fucking idiot? I know. Um, or... Anybody saying that the board didn't match his ambition? I, I don't know, man. I think yeah. like with the wage bill is extravagant right yeah. now, and if you look at the books, <clears throat> I think like uh, listening to a couple of things last night, they're saying that the the club made under Dyla, the club made an average of sixty million quid a year under okay. Rogers. The clubs made an average a hundred million quid a year. Mm-hmm. Um, There'll be like turnover, I take it. Yeah. But that's due to him having consistent champions, or two back-to-back Champions yep. League campaigns, which Dyla never got. I mean, Dyla didn't get any Champions League, so that's the for- there's the forty million pound gap. So other than that, um, he's been backed, or they're spending just the same amount of money. Mm. If you look at in the context of Scottish football, I think that Celtic are probably overspending yeah. to a certain degree. We're certainly not getting value for money, um, mm. particularly um, Roger signs. I mean, I know. Like yourself, um, hugely appreciative of what he did achieve while he was here. Feel a bit gutted that you know the the Celtic man part was clearly a lot of bullshit. Um, but I think when you look at his actual record, like his first season success was built on players that were brought in and largely developed by Dyla. Mm. Um, you know, obviously Scott Sinclair and Dembele. I don't. He was heavily involved in bringing Sinclair in, who's been a huge success. Um, ups and downs in his form, but he still continued to deliver. Um, Dembele, I don't know how much Rogers had to do with that because I think the wheels were probably already in motion on that one before he came in. But outside that, I don't know that he's got the best transfer record for the money he spent. And in terms of wages, I don't. I certainly don't think we're getting value for money. Guys like Compare who have come in, uh, kicked a ball for forty-five minutes against Morton in what nearly eighteen months now. Um, you know, fits and spots for guys like Johnny Hayes. He's obviously late to quite. I mean, it's. Christie was late to catch on. You know, when I mean, he was looking to sign McGinn when Christie was there, but mm-hmm. he'd been away for the club for two years, so it's obviously taken him time to establish himself. But I've never really been hugely impressed by an awful lot of his signings. I mean, mm-hmm. I think a lot of his decision making as well. I mean, other than when when he's here and you're defending him against 
specifically, I mean, it's, it's banter backwards and forwards with Rangers fans, but yeah. they, would, they would point out some of his, his sort of shortcomings, some of the decisions that he's made. I mean, try to pass the ball against Barcelona, PSG's ILA. It's criminal. It's madness. It's criminal. Yep. But um, two things, two points on what you just made there. One, how could he not spot that Johnny Hayes is a more than adequate backup at left back? Before signing as a gear again. Or gone for the guy at Syria. I mean, okay, fair enough. You want, you want to improve, but... Mm-hmm. You're going to struggle to find somebody that's that you're going to take for um, Italy or even Championship level England to be like you're coming to be Kieran Tierney's understudy. understudy. He's going to, I mean, if you go on previous seasons, he's got to play every game. Aye. So you're hoping that you're going to get somebody that's either wee bit older or lacks no lacks ambition or younger and what maybe what to be developed. Maybe he's just happy with their place in the squad. Yeah. But how could he know? I mean, if he's working with these guys day in, day out, how can they know spot that Johnny Hayes is? A, I mean, yeah. he's a left sided player, so clearly you'd be like, Johnny, uh, how do you feel about playing left back if the guy's like, give a shot mm-hmm. pre season, give him a shot and see this guy's actually yeah. decent? Because he's, he's a better understudy than, than is a And it gives guys like Miller, Calvin Miller, a, a chance to go out somewhere else and develop and maybe, you know, fulfill that role, you know, at a later time. Um, I mean, yeah. But with Christie as well, like the. I don't think that, I mean, he had been making right noises. He'd been saying that Christie's a development and yeah. he wanted to do right by the player. But when he came into uh, the team against Hearts at Murrayfield, it was a inspiration. Who the fuck is this guy? Uh-huh. Where did he come from? Mm-hmm. How are they no spotting that? Um, why are they, what, Aye. do you know what I mean? The like, calibre at which both have performed in recent weeks to suggest that you should spot that in training uh-huh. if you're scouting, signing, and then no picking these guys, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, as you say, decision making, like it's it's weird to see a a thing that I've levelled at Rodgers a few times throughout his tenure, particularly in relation to like away European games, is that he puts his ego before what's best for the team. Um, guys like Lenny, Martin O'Neill, Gordon Strachan before them knew that against bigger teams to have any hope, you had to play a certain way, you had to keep it tight, you had to accept your limitations and just hope to catch a break. And mm-hmm. I think all those managers had results that kind of backed up the success of that thinking, even though it's probably a negative tactic in a lot of respects. That's one thing Rogers just flat out refused to do. And you're like, I don't think he ever separated his ego for what it meant to hold the office that he was in. Like, and in in these performances, he almost never put what was best for the team ahead of what he wanted today. Um, and I think that was evident again in the last 24, 48 hours, Aye. is that, you know, He's I feel a bit gutted. I'll, I'll, I'll name drop my gaffer. Uh, who about 18 months ago, he's a Marlborough fan, um, had said to me, you know, first chance Brendan Rodgers gets, he's fully off. And I was like, mate, bullshit. Like, I stood outside Celtic Park when he brought his first trophy as a manager back. I seen felt that emotion, like, this is real, there's no way. And then, about a year later, first chance Rodgers gets, he's off. So I had to actually text my gaffer my day after yesterday and say, you know, like you called that one. Mm-hmm. So it was there to be seen. Oh, I mean... I, I mean- I think that even his comments in, in January, there was a comment that he made in January about, um, I can't remember who he was talking the about. The boy Sved, the, the Ukrainian. There was the comment Eastern about the, the Ukrainian guy that he'd said that he hadn't <clears> seen much of the guy, which is a warning sign. Uh, well, other than that, we just assume that he's that he may be no signing all the players, mm. especially knowing the last six months in January there. Yeah. But there was a comment that he made about, I think it was maybe Buck, um, where he'd said, I'm looking forward to working with the guy for the next six months. Mm. You're thinking, well, right, okay. I know it was where, um, and, you, and you're like, well, 
I think in the press we're talking there might be a possibility another year. And if the first six months goes well, maybe they'll extend PSG it. PSG would year. extend it to eighteen but he months. Was limiting himself immediately. To six and when months. you listen to that language and you take your blinkers off and you start to go, yeah, I think it was on the. I think the right mm-hmm. was on the wall. Yeah. I don't see to be honest. Um, I'm leaving. I don't really give a fuck. Like I think that a lot of the the chat on uh, Twitter was right. Like Celtic will go on, um, and we'll talk about Lenny in a, in a bit. But yeah. Celtic will keep going. That what's absolutely gutted me is uh, the way that he, the way that he spoke about the club. Mm-hmm. Um, he quoting Tommy Burns, quoting so Jock Steen. Tommy Burns is political rhetoric. It's it, yeah, it's yeah. like no, it's, it's like politicians speak. Tommy Burns is my all time hero. Like. You, you just for me, you don't ever lift his name in vain, and that feels very much to me like what Brendan Rodgers has done. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Tommy Burns had the opportunity to a triple, a treble, treble. I can't think of any other example. Now, obviously, if anybody listens to this and wants to get in touch with an example, we'd love to hear it. But where I, I'm, I'm a manager anywhere in you know sort of top life f- football is in a reasonable chance of a domestic clean sweep and jump ship. Like I, I personally can't think of an example after I've made when I've seen it. No. I doubt it. You know what I mean? Maybe some sort of obscure, but known like sort of mainstream football. Mm-hmm. Um, Any time that anything like this has happened in England, there's been a couple of there's been a couple of strange ones. Obviously, Ranieri mm-hmm. at Leicester. I mean, the chances of him being out of a job in the summer are probably quite quite <laughs> fucking high. I was the average at, like eight nine months at Leicester or mm-hmm. something like that in the but last like, five years. Ranieri, Ranieri was a strange one for me when I mean I think they'd missed a couple of games. They'd lost a few games and <clears> they sacked him. Uh, there's been a few at Chelsea where you've been. I mean. Uh, who was it won the Champions League with him? He was intern manager, Di Matteo. Yeah. Sacked him after eight games or yep. nine games. There's been a couple, but when you look at them, when you're an outsider looking in at them, they're like, that's a that's a laughing stock. Like that's a, yeah. a joke of a club. You look at the the revolving door down in England, and when you have somebody that comes in and sort of plays on that emotional element that mm-hmm. the Celtic support have got for the club and saying, I'm I'm one of yous and I'm I've I've grew up man yep. and boy and my family are so delighted and I had family in tears when I told them that I was going to say it's just all fucking nonsense now. Mm. It may as well all be lies whether or not it's, it is lies or not. Or it may be true at one point. It doesn't matter now. It, it doesn't. Aye. And the sad thing is is that can you imagine them trying to come back to watch a game? What if Aye. what if we went, I mean, touch wood, what if we win 10 in a row and they had the plan to get Dyla, Lenny... Yeah, or the previous managers back. Like, you fuck him. Uh, you couldn't step him out on the park. No way. Aye. Absolutely fucking no chance. And that's sad for me. I know. To a certain extent. Time might change. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't see it personally. And I'm with you in that respect. Like, the, if, it, if you weren't genuinely feeling the emotion that you were portraying why good on the road, it was it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, like... It's one of them you can say, you know, my family were big Celtic fans and in that respect, you know, I thought this was a job I couldn't turn down, spend a couple of years here. And, you know, if he'd been honest about it, we'd just be like, do you know what, I you'll give us two, three, four here and you'll move on with everybody's best wishes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I think it's kind of obviously worth questioning the, the role of the board in this. I mean, at what point for me did they know? Because you, you now start to look back at decisions that have been made earlier on in the year. So, you know, the the lack of support in the Champions League qualifying campaign where had we roped Boyata and Dembele and then maybe signed a right back, there's a decent chance we'd have had that Champions League money because Athens were absolute shite. Mm-hmm. 
get humped left, right, and centre when they got to the group stage. It's not that we might have been any better, but we think would have got there had the board actually went in full throttle. But I think that narrative changes now when you look, especially at like the six month loan signings in January and stuff like that. Like they knew something was coming, and they knew this was on the horizon at some point, and that it felt to me like in hindsight that they were limiting his funds and padding his squad with loan players in anticipation of him going somewhere else and. That's obviously a concern because if you're not fully committed to a club like Celtic, then you just shouldn't be there full stop. You know what I mean? Like, mm. no, it's not it's not a waiting room for your next departure. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I, I, I think Law, Lawwell's been in this situation twice before, and I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong. I mean, both times that this has happened before, we've imploded. When Martin O'Neill, he told the board at Christmas, and so did Stratton. Yeah. And both times we threw away quite a healthy lead, mm-hmm. lead in the league, but we didn't have Lenny coming in and to try and steady the ship at that mm-hmm. point in time. But he's had this before, so I don't think that this is a unique situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've been trying to avoid this, this. Uh, at all costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting, other than like the board role, if he'd have left in the summer, last summer mm-hmm. or this summer, I mean, with hindsight now, I'd have preferred if he'd have left in the summer there. Just if Probably. you don't want to be here, like you're saying, go away. Yep. Leave us to it and be honest and say, listen, the board only matching my ambitions. I want to be competing in the Champions League. Yep. Then comes a conversation or between Celtic supporters. Are we in the right place to be thinking about competing in the Champions yep. League? Because if we want to try and compete in the camp- Champions League, we'll probably end up gone bust. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. We're it's... not going to go there. We're not going to be spending tens of millions. No. We're, we're in single million digits at buying players and you're not going to get players that can compete at the Champions League yeah. level at a consistent rate. Um, so then comes that conversation and then maybe the board just goes, listen, we're just no a Champions League club. Like mm. We'll get there and we'll happily take the 30 million quid that we get a season. If we can get to the last 16, uh, fucking yeah. amazing. But we're only going to go, these are the players that he wanted Aye. and this is why we didn't buy them. Like, Explain the business decisions to the fans yeah. if, if you're going to make them I can hear that. like that. But I'd have preferred him to leave in the summer or this summer and then he could have come out and explained himself and it would have been mm-hmm. all good. Now what we're left with is rumours um, and people out there making assumptions this mm-hmm. is what's happened. And I don't think we'll actually get the truth. I don't think so either. I was saying this yesterday on Twitter that I think there'll be like non-disclosure agreements getting slapped in people's faces left, right and centre or across the Celtic boardroom, you know, in the last 36 hours or so. And I think the best we'll probably ever get is a, you know, in the no type account, a, you know, Celtic quick news or, you know, some of the other guys in that kind of bracket, you know, kind of gain you, oh, here's what our friend, their friend, who's usually reliable, told us, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that will become the sort of remaining narrative in the absence of anything else. Yeah, I mean, like, because it's, let's be honest, it's not the first time that's happened. With all due respect to these guys, if you know the club and the people around it were feeding me stories, I'd take them as well. You know, fucking what I mean? right. Like, if you're a journalist, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Obviously, we're trying to keep this quick and sweet, but in terms of aftermath, like, I'm with you. I'm, 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 I'm about over it. Like, I've always believed that no one man is ever bigger than the club, and ne- and they never should be either. And you know, if they don't want to be here and they're committed to it, then see you later. We'll dust off and move on. I think. Long term, you know, I think we were on the right path of thinking we guys like Dyla and Rogers try to play something a bit progressive. Maybe not always working to the extent they would like. Maybe as a result of recruitment, maybe as a result of other things, I don't know. Um, but I think that's the path we're on. Like modern football is evolving. It's about possession. It's about attacking play. It's not about 
you know, the, the sort of blood and thunder that sometimes has came with the play that, you know, we had under Lenny the last time. Mm-hmm. We were quite a physical side in the mould of Martin O'Neill and whatnot at times. And uh, I think, I don't know, there's obviously a place for that in the game, but I think it's largely speaking sort of moving away and that's the path we've been on. So I'd like to see somebody who can take that vision and move it to another level. Uh, a lot of folk are mentioning the guy in Salzburg again. I don't you know, Marco Rose, I don't know how realistic that is, to be fair. Um, but something in that kind of ilk, you know, I, I'd be quite happy with. But I think for the short term, um, you know, I'm delighted it's Lenny because I think what yeah. we need now is grit, determination and experience of what it means to get mm-hmm. over the line. Um, and I would love, I would absolutely love giving some of the absolutely shocking times he's had a Celtic manager in cup competitions to see him get another Scottish Cup under his belt. Yeah. So I would, because, you know, if anybody deserves a wee bit of limelight and a wee place in the sun at this moment in time, it's Lenny stepping up and going, no, I'm a fucking proper Celtic man, let's get this done. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, I'm I'm get definitely 100% behind Lenny. And if he can see us over the line for a, another treble, it just, it, it's another thing that cements him as a Celtic legend. Can you imagine the seethe if Lenny gets his horns on the 10? Well, I was thinking I about that the other like day. just like Scotland like, as a country. <laughs> like to, I mean, I see. Way off, but. I mean, we're, we're a, we'll put this out the day so that it's relevant. Like, we need to get a result tonight. Aye. We, we need to go to Tynecastle. Like you're saying, half, half Mike, or you think it, it might be a pumping, I think, in these types of situations. I mean, Hank would have shot a pumping Aye. tonight, Hank. Um, I think in these types of situations, the, the, the results generally only really ever go one way. And I think we've got the personnel hopefully, to Aye. show up and, yeah. and really, like, hand out a tank in it. So where guys like Scott Brown and Kieran Tierney, who obviously at the weekend was wearing the armband, are going to earn their real money. And I think this is why it's important to have Scott Brown about for the next two years, is that, you know, it's going to be Tierney in the not-too-distant future with the armband, mm-hmm. so long as we can keep a hold of him. And we want the big characters in the dressing room at times of crisis, times of trouble, actually stepping up and dragging the team kicking and screaming if it has yep. to, to where it needs to go and I think both the boys get what it's about and I look forward to seeing what they've got for the team tonight yeah so you come back to the summer <clears throat> we'll try and keep this mm-hmm. on half an hour so yep. it's a little bit 18 minutes in so do you know what I was thinking I mean I manage people um, and something that I've realised the other years of just managing people in general is, is that my general attitude demeanour mm-hmm. uh, and my character sort of bleeds into other people okay. and I've, I've seen people sort of change yeah. especially like when, if I, I, I take somebody on and, and they might be a certain way and then you see them like a year later thinking they've got a bit of my confidence yep. here and, and I've gave them that they've listened to me I think potentially that's maybe where the Boyata things come in where mm. if Rogers is strutting about and it's the and it's like it's about him yeah he might have ended up bleeding a sort of arrogance into his squad mm. that's come back to bite him in the arse. Quite possible, Boy, yeah. But yeah, has been like, fuck you It's back to that notion of his ego and stuff like that. And he, ego is something that can be infectious in these kind of circumstances because, you're, you know, people are drawn to big characters and if you are that big character and you carry yourself in a certain way, then that's definitely going to have an influence on people. Like, it's also one of the kind of mere disappointing elements for me and it kind of links to one of the mere disappointing elements for me for the summer ahead. And I think probably why your suggestion of having went last summer might have been ideal because we're moving to a place where a number of key players are out of contract, people are getting on your Lustigs and these guys, Izzy and whatnot. Like, we've got an already sizable rebuilding job today right now. Mm-hmm. Um, ahead of 
the summer and European qualifiers, which will come run and, and you know the blank can eye the minute the season finishes. And I don't see where the plan for that is now. You know what I mean? Like because for me that would have been maybe the transition between Rogers and whoever was getting it next, saying, mm-hmm. Here's ten guys I've scouted, here's where I think you need them, like it's over to you. But there's obviously none of that. And a big reason for that is is also that he's, he's, as well as leaving us in a position where we're going to lose potentially a number of key players, he's also took the entire backroom staff or tried to take well, the entire backroom staff away. This morning that he even tried to take Stevie Woods and John Kennedy that Aye. have told him and the physio that have said to him, No, we want to stay. Apparently took the entire sports like data analysis division with him as well. So he did so it was like everything bar the kitchen sink that he could get his hands on went with him. And you're like, so not only have we got a massive rebuilding job today on the park, we've got a massive rebuilding job today after the park. And there's, what, 11, 12 league games left? Mm-hmm. Say 14 f- games on. 14, 15 games this season left to go. And whoever's there, or long term, has to rebuild everything from scratch. And you're like, maybe that's the way of modern football, I don't know. But it, mm-hmm. seemed, it seemed somewhat vindictive to tank but entire infrastructure on the way out as well. Yeah, it, it, it felt to me like he was sending a message to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's a bit, it's a bit yeah, an, another disappointment on top of others. Yeah, you know what that, I mean? That's that that when I read that this morning, it, it's just cementing it into it. It's just putting it, bringing it into perspective, and just going, he's a fucking rat. He's a snake. Mm. He's absolutely. I mean, that, that guy. I don't know if you've seen the thing on the Daily Record. Hate mentioning the Daily Record, but a guy did an interview for the Daily Record yesterday, and he nailed it. Right, he was just like he's a he's, he's a rat. He's no welcome back here anymore. Was this the fellow with the, the sunglasses. sunglasses and the guy? The guy nailed it. The guy right. absolutely nailed it for me. It's yep. that kind of like, I mean, we were saying off Mike, It feels like I, the only feeling that I've ever felt, and this is going to sound fucking stupid, is the only time in my life that somebody's cheated on me. Right, and I felt this sort of like Aye. almost uh, like the the feeling of like the knife getting in the back or whatever and I I genuinely feel like this this is very similar like Aye. a similar sort of so Pure. disappointing it too Brendan mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean what about Big Musa's back Celtic legend so, <laughs> this is this has been one of the well one of a few kind of like refreshing and kind of fun things about it is that um it's still although we've you know been in a state of you know disarray for you know twenty forty forty hours as a support like there's also been a huge amount of humour. Obviously, Dembele's had a few wee, a wee pokes, a wee jagged in here and there, a couple of comments that people have bounced on. And do you know what? I think six months down the line, he's not digging anybody out if he's no genuine about how he feels about the situation. I don't know what happened, don't know what was said, mm. but he feels aggrieved to the point where he's no, clearly not let this go. Right. Um, so something clearly did happen. So for what, I, what I've been hearing across a, a couple of, um, even a, I listened to a podcast on it last night, um, the 19 Minute Cynic podcast, mm-hmm. he had promised Dembele that he was going to take him to China with him. Okay. And this was going to be his big money move and that Rogers was like, I'm going to China, you're coming with me and it's going to be your big... Like, well, Aye, that was your retirement fund or whatever. And, when, and then he's went back and went, I'm not gone. And well, Dembele's went well. I'm out of here then. Cause I, as I think his at the time he'd said promises were made, mm-hmm. and I'd assumed that it was the promise that he would that he would let him go. Yeah, without a fight. If somebody comes in for you, but apparently the promise was made that he would take him with him wherever he went, and then mm-hmm. went well. I'm not going. If you were Dembele, if you were Boyata, mm-hmm. I mean, I think probably 
one of the, the one of the, the very few people that can actually be disgusted. <laughs> I mean, even though we feel disgusted, but it, it's footballs and it's a job. And the guys, the guys left, and like you're saying, we're a couple of months down the line, we're probably oh, fuck him. Dedrick Boyata. If I was him, mm-hmm. I'd be fucking raging because yeah. this guy get he get. I mean, Brendan Rodgers actually fucking just outed him and just went, <laughs> this is this guy. Like, I'm trying to get him to come back and he's not coming back. And it yep. was all like, he's letting me down. He's letting the club down. And cost us nearly nine million quid holding on to him. And no, he's abandoned them. I mean, mm. if you were, I'd read the thing in the Evening Times that it said that there was, again, there's somebody within the clubs maybe leaking information to or whatever. Again, don't give a, don't really care. Aye. Um, the the, there was, there's going to be rumours. There, was, a, mean, there was an emotional reaction when the players were told. So there's the there's the rumour that he sent a representative to say goodbye for yeah. him and they get told to get to fuck. Uh, but apparently Monday afternoon after training, they took them outside. The the players laughed because they thought it was a joke, and then he's been like, "It's not a joke. Like I'm got to Leicester," and there was an emotional reaction. Right. So I don't know what kind of emotions, but my gut instinct was people will be quite a gutted. young squad. When you think about the, the the sort of size of the squad and the, the sort of average age, I mean, there's a lot of players in their early to mid twenties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know they live quite a sheltered life, quite a protected life in a lot of respects, and especially if these are boys that have come up through academies and stuff like that you know what i mean like it's all about being professional and sort of progression and stuff like that so you know i, I don't know what kind of framework they've got for handling a shock to the system like that because i'd imagine there will be a number of the players who've developed massively under them who will have mm-hmm. a real sort of personal connection there's been talk of guys like suarez and all the rest of uh-huh. a real sort of personal affinity so i do think he has a manager that trades a lot on his personal relationship with his players so well, timo well was saying after a week he feels like a second dad Aye. So you're like, he's definitely went down that sort of route of one-to-one man management with these players where it's about yep. he gets the best at them. It's maybe he's maybe get that sort of emotional connection with them where he's 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 telling them that they're fighting for him mm-hmm. and to date for him and he gets to. It wouldn't be a surprise, but I I can get why, you know. There's a lot of Celtic boys in that dressing room, same as us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like the Tierneys and the McGregors and the Hayes and you know so on and so forth and. If we were reacting to it yesterday emotionally, can you imagine what your reaction would have been had you been stood in the room? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I'd have been reaching for something to throw at him. You know what I mean? Like, Fuck knows what Scott Brown's reaction was anyway. I'd imagine that they'd probably... Just patched two years in Australia on Megabucks to come back and captain us to ten in a row and the gaffer does a runner. Mm. Such a shame, man. Like, why, why, would you, why, why would you tarnish your reputation like this? There's a couple of people on Twitter who were saying... No big club's going to take a chance on them after this. It's like, right. But, but we live in, especially in English Premier League, it's it's cutthroat. Yeah. They don't give a fuck <clears throat> if somebody... But I mean, look at the, 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 the Spanish guy, Real Madrid. They don't care. No. They, they, don't, they don't care about loyalty. They care about results yep. and money. Absolutely. So if this guy... If Brendan Rodgers touch... Do you know... I dare wash him. No, no fuck them. <laughs> I, I hope I hope Leicester get fucking relegated Aye. this season. That would be like my ideal situation. They aren't Leicester or Leicester fans. It's all about Rogers. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But um, if he does a good job, which I hope he does, Nate Leicester, he'll get his move. He'll he'll 
But then I, I mean there was talk him Talkium getting mentioned at Chelsea mm. for the end of this season. Yeah. I mean, he's been at Chelsea before. He, he obviously will have a relationship in the hierarchy, but there was the, apparently there's been Talkium got to Chelsea at the end of the season. Yeah. So if he does really well at Leicester for, say, 18 months, one of the top four will be without a Probably. manager. We fucking know that. And, yeah. And, and if you look at what he did at Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, why would they not look at him? I yeah. Mean, he's clearly a good manager, a good coach. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, whether or not you agree with his tactics, if he had the team, uh, he'd be competing with the likes of PSG in Barcelona. I think his philosophy, his football and philosophy is right. Mm. Like he needs, saying, to, he needs to cohesively teach a team how to defend, which was obviously, he's, he's been a, a problem for him in a number of his appointments. Um, obviously, Leicester are you know, quite a sturdy team over the years and stuff like that, but I don't know, man. Like, there's, a, as I say, a huge trade-off in ambition where... You're on the brink of potentially a treble treble, you know, writing your name in the history books, potentially getting yourself a statue outside the front of Celtic Park. He's traded it for a team that we all due respect to them up twelfth in the league, who have had however what three managers in three years, uh, one of which, you know, won them the league and get binned. Like, I know they had a, a really interesting sort of five year plan for progression towards, you know, a premiership title, but I think in Leicester's case that success came way too soon and now they're judged by a standard internally that is unrealistic, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think when you see the guy holding up the placard last night saying, you know, get his top six, get his top six. It's not, no one is a trophy, no, get us in the Champions League, just, you know, let's be in that top six. And you're like, but that, that is the only element in which I feel a wee bit, tiny bit sorry for him personally, is that he sold it all for something that's no worth it. Mm-hmm. And I'd feel sorry for anybody that did that, even if they did bring it on themselves. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm arguing in that respect. Like, sixth place. What age is he? Mid-40s? Early 50s? You know, I don't know. But uh, he's a youngish manager. You know aye, what I mean? Definitely. Like, and you're like, to, to gear up on ambition this early in your career is probably a bit disappointing. I can see why Roy Hodgson hovers about films and Crystal Palaces and all that kind of stuff because he just loves the day-to-day buzzy and he's good at what he does. But he's no going out there expecting to win anything. Like... Mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers a you know a much younger guy and has for me kind of relegated yourself to the same cycle. Mm-hmm. Well, Ty, that's uh, see on that note, it's just what I wish him all the fucking horribleness that I could <laughs> wish on him at this moment in time. I hope that uh, that that isn't the case in the future. But I've just never ever experienced anything like this in. F- in football, I don't mm. think. I mean, like, like I'd say earlier on to think that somebody like uh, Tommy Burns that did so much for the club and never get his opportunity, um, and then for a man to come in and quote him and then do this, it's unforgivable for me. Yeah, man. I would. There's no way back. I'd, I think he would get booed off the park if he came anywhere near the fucking place Absolutely. ever again. So, on that note, mate, I think fingers crossed we get a good result tonight. Yep. If we get a good result tonight against Hearts. Um, at Tyne Castle, I think that there'll be a lot of people that'll be like, right, now it's time to move on. Well, uh, maybe take some time today to retweet some of the funnier memes that are kicking about because some of them have been absolutely top drawer and we've not really had quite the time to cover them. And we all do, what's the point in talking about memes anyway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, aye. Uh, other than that, man, I'm just going to go back to fucking greeting into my fucking aye. My pillow. Back to talking to grown ups the next time you hear who is. <laughs> <laughs>